Here to Help is recorded before a live audience. Ladies and gentlemen, may the healing begin! Hi, and welcome. Uh, This is the Here to Help podcast. I am Andy Rocco. Today's date is October 2nd, 2011. Um, we're here live, we're recording at the UCB East Theater, The Beast. All right, this is exciting. Uh, this may not seem like it, but we're recording in front of a live audience right now. (laughs) Uh, but this is going to be the fun, the most fun you guys will ever have, I swear to God. Uh, I'm excited because uh, some of the people on the podcast are really good friends and they're really funny and I'm very excited to have them. Uh, Save if you have any question that you need advice on uh, we uh, and you want the panel to answer any kind of question or anything you need advice on, we will help you out. And also, if you do that, you get a free Here to Help t-shirt. I'm pretty impressive. Uh, It's a t-shirt that my father and I made on our silk screening kit in our basement. Uh, It's a really good t-shirt, so it's not just a crappy Uh, t-shirt. We also uh, just want to keep plugging the website, www.heretohelppodcast.com. And uh, the show show is recorded, and it releases an episode every Sunday. And uh, this is, I'm very excited. We have a lot of fun. Uh, ki- the last podcast, uh, the last one episode we did with Leo Allen, Dan McCoy, and Nick Vaderot is up. So go listen to that. It's a lot of fun. And uh, why don't we just get to it right away? Why don't we get to our first uh, guest? He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, I, I like him a lot. He's a very talented improviser. He's kind of an icon at the UCB Theater in New York. Uh, he's on the amazing house team, the Stepfathers. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Will Hines. <laughs> Hi, thank you. <laughs> Will Hines, nice. thank you for coming to You're do welcome, the Andy. show. Oh, it's nice to be here. You're an old friend of mine. It's true. We've known each other a long time. Yeah. Since uh, when? I don't know, actually. I think, uh, two, I was thinking, I think 2001. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think there was a point where when I joined the UCB Theater, you were already like chugging along and people really liked you. Right. You were kind of popular already. Right. It took a while for them to like you. Yeah, it did. Right. They still don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, you, I, one of my things, my thoughts about you is that uh, you're a little bit older than most. A little bit, yeah. Than most. Yeah, I was 30. When I took my first and improv class, and that was in 1999. So, like, <laughs> how does it feel to be like the like sometimes the oldest person when you're collaborating? <laughs> so how does it feel to be an old? I do. I think how does about it feel that to be an time. old fuddy duddy? Yeah, I think about that a lot all yeah. the time. I mean, like most people in the UCB community and in New York comedy community are like they feels like mid 20s. Yeah, it feels like everybody is constantly in their mid 20s yeah so to be even when i started being 30 i felt like a little bit older and now i'm 41 i do i feel i'm like older than everybody most of the time right (laughs) it is true and i I think that's what contributes to your like 
performance as like kind of the consummate straight man. It's just like, look, yeah. I'm older than you. You better yeah. listen to. I have the illusion of authority and sense. Yeah. Just because I'm like more bald and <laughs> a little more resigned looking. <laughs> wow, that air of defeat really grounds him. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, yeah, I um, I mean, on stage improvising, I have to watch my pop culture references. I'm on a improv team with a couple other oldies. Yeah. Uh, so that they might be the only people in the room to remember. And it's, uh, the funny thing is also, not only is your references old, you also just are into obscure stuff, too. To which yeah. doesn't help. Yeah, it's <laughs> like even even worse. Yeah, you're like, hey, you all know Love and Rockets, the comic? <laughs> even <laughs> people my age are like, we don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, just the insecurities that people are feeling uh, are ones that I've been through or I'm going through a second draft worse version of. Because of age, you know, like someone in twenty four will be like, understandably like anxious, like, oh, what am I doing? Right. What am I doing with my life? Right. I don't have any success. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And my friends are doing this. I'm like, yeah, I, I hear, I feel the same way. Seventeen years later. <laughs> the, the uh, do you feel like the that there's something about comedy that like, because a lot of comedians, like when they get older, they just stop doing it. They're just yeah. like, they're just like, oh, I'm gonna try to get an Oscar. Do you feel like comedy is kind of wait, a... Wait, 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 what situation are you talking about? <laughs> like You're talking about like super successful comedians, like movie no, careers? No, but uh, I feel like a lot like of... Like Jim Carrey stopped doing yeah. comedy? Because I can't relate to Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that dude goes through. I, I imagine that... <laughs> I don't I, think he and I face the same well, emotional... Bill Murray, like, too. Should I sleep with Lauren Holly or, <laughs> or do this movie with Tom Hanks? I think it's different than me where it's like, should I coach... This Herald team, or should I stay home and try to catch up on Breaking Bad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you feel like comedy might be? Uh, I, I sometimes think this. Like I, I sometimes think I'm just too. I think sometimes I'm too old to like. Yeah, do everyone do does. How old are you? I'm 34. Yeah, you're getting up there. Yeah, you should be feeling that pressure. Pretty oh, good. I do. I yeah. do. A lot of people are always like younger people are always like. I'm like, oh god, I feel old, and then like someone who's like 25, they're like, you're not that old, and I'm like. Wait until you get here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. They just don't understand. Like I do imagine, though, I try to imagine a version of myself 10 years from now right. reassuring me because I am that person compared to the person. I, like, I started, I was 30, I was, and I was like, should I do this? And if I could meet me, I'd be like, just, it's fine, it's fine. Don't, right. I don't know what you're worried about. Right. So but I try to imagine 50-year-old Will Hines being like, you don't even know the disasters <laughs> you're in store for. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the relatively unfettered waters of your current life or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you. Um, well, I mean, you are. I mean, you did that. Uh, you did that movie with that little video thing with Michael Sarah. Oh yeah, that's and true. Yeah, and you, uh, you are a beloved figure at UCB. Thank like, you. People love you, and you teach, and you. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm more solidified in the scene than I ever thought I would be. Right. You know. I'm more than I thought you would be. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you all kidding. the time were like, get out. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get on your <laughs> dinosaur and go back to the 30s. Uh, no, that doesn't I, I don't think that... <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, so I want to ask you something you. before I get... Because uh, right. uh, I was curious about it. A while ago, I had I had a lot of sexual problems. Okay. And yeah, uh, you think you talk about them all the time. I did. I talked. I was very vocal about it for a long time. Yeah. And uh, You did a one-man show about how to uh, give a woman oral sex, right? Yes, I did. I thought that show was hilarious. Thank you. I think you and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that show was great. Uh, but the show... But uh, I remember someone telling me that I should... Uh, if I... I should try Viagra, and uh -huh. that Will had some. Oh, yeah. No, did I tried C uh, Cialis. How was it? Uh, I didn't... <laughs> I don't think it was like a noticeable difference. I had, a, I had really? an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, 
This this is a true story. An ex-girlfriend <laughs> of mine who I dated like in my late 20s called me up. We were both single. She's like, I want to try Cialis. Would you try some and we'll sleep together and see what it does? Right. She literally like proposes like a scientific thing. Experiment. Yeah. Right. And I said, okay. And like setting aside whatever the emotional ramifications are of sleeping with an ex. Right. It's sort of like just for a weekend. It's like, let's see how many times we can sleep together. Cialis is supposed to like keep you able to, you know, become erect a lot. Right. And or all night. Yeah. Just like, you know, like just that's what it's supposed to do. Viagra is supposed to, once you get an erection, maintain it for a longer period of time. Oh, really? Cialis is supposed to make it occur more easily. So my question... That's the difference. Well, my main question is... I noticed no change. <laughs> well, my, my main question is, though, is, do you have any? So no, no, I don't have any. Well, yeah. this went pointless. Well, uh, oh, we, wow. we have one last question okay. I ask everybody of our panel. Yes. Uh, what have you done recently to help someone? Oh, Jesus. Or is there anything you learned recent that you want to impart on our podcast audience or the audience in general? Anything you learned or something that you feel like people need to know? I have a boring one. I uh, yeah, I, go ahead. I just uh, I directed a sketch show. It's a really funny writer on it named Matt Muscovich, mm -hmm. and he made the sketch had a series of funny things happening, increasingly weird, uh -huh. and then it wasn't quite popping. And he took the second weirdest one and started with that, and it made the sketch work. So, so if you have a list of increasingly weird things, put them in order of weirdness. Take the second weirdest and start with it. That's that is my true. Advice. That's what I heard that you're supposed to do for sitcoms. Is you're supposed to Take the first episode, throw it away, uh -huh. and then write, you go to that second one. Maybe it's a similar thing. Mm. That's my only advice. I don't have real life advice. No, that's good. No, it's yeah. uh, this is this is all. Yeah. I imagine a lot of my I think mostly comedy nerds are listening to this. Oh, or that's what I got. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, it's time to move on to my second guest. Uh, she's, I, 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 you know her very well, Will. I do. Uh, she's a delight. She's on the the amazing house team, the powerhouse team, the stepfathers. That's right. Uh, she's just funny as all get out. All Ladies and great. gentlemen, Shannon O'Neill. Hello. Hello. Shannon O'Neill, thank you for doing the show. Yeah, no I feel problem. like we haven't talked in a like a while. I know. Uh, I was looking at you and I was like, man, I, when you said you were 34, yeah, I was like, I. Can never imagine you in your thirties. Yeah, <laughs> you still seem in my head to be like twenty-five yeah, years old. I, I yeah, I still see you as Rocco of two thousand and one. Whenever I met you, Not I thought Andy Rocco. I thought you would die of a heart attack much sooner. No, no, not <laughs> die of a heart attack. You look much better now that you did. Then actually, like I yeah, I guess so. My I just uh, I settled on like kind of a style and then hair and beard really, but. I guess I just look more adult and not as goofy. I still look goofy. I don't know. Yeah, but you've been, you know, plugging along, doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Shannon, about you, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things about you is that, like, you have. I always feel like you are kind of like, you have like such a wild sense of humor. Like, I always feel like, you know, like on teams, there's kind of like a lot of different types. There's like, you know, the kind of the straight man, and then there's kind of like the wild card factor. Or mm -hmm. like, like, would you describe yourself as that? Or like, how do you feel about th being described as that? Uh, I feel great <laughs> about that. That's the, yeah. Uh, I think I'm like a controlled wild card. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not saying that calling me a wild card is an insult at all. No, it's a... But I, I think over time I've learned to control it. I didn't always know how to control it. Yeah, that's and like... And I would just be an idiot. And you coach a lot of people. Do you just, like, watch people be, like... They go up and you're like, why? And you're just like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, 
you need to. Uh, <laughs> I usually just tell them they need to like learn to harness that energy. Yeah, it's uh, because there's it one person I uh, maybe I've given to a couple. There was one girl, Laura Zeiss, and I'm like, you've got the Zeiss flame because <laughs> she's a wild card. Yeah, I was like you gotta learn when to turn the flame down mm-hmm. and when to turn that flame up. Yeah, you have to control your powers. <laughs> that is that is a big part of uh, a part of you that. You don't want to become a villain. You always want to be a superhero. And you don't want to get in I your. I love own this story, right? If yeah. You're, if yeah. I don't know how to control my power, I become a villain. That Th- yeah, you have to. Is have that to know what happens? Yeah, I think so. You need oh like the yeah, Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi to help Luke Skywalker stay on the right path. True. Yeah. I mean, good job he did, by the way. <laughs> Skywalker did great. I love Back to the Future. Well, is that what great. we're talking That's about? That's the movie we're talking <laughs> about, yeah. He helps Luke Skywalker go back to 1955. Well, that kind of, but it leads us to a new question about the, uh, you did a class recently called The Weird Ones. Yes. Uh, which I was kind of really jazzed about it, which was the idea was just like all the people who are kind of wild card people or just kind of people like, because every class you go to, there's just like one person that like, uh, stands out, you know, like just a in a good way. No, in a good <laughs> way. No, like there's a lot of people that stand out in classes. Yes, but yeah, these are the ones that stand out, and they always have like a a more unique approach. Yes. Always say something that you're like, where did that come from? Um, I wish I, you know, it's like you wish you said those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I gathered. You just gathered, gathered a bunch up. of them up. Yeah, this w- like what inspired you? Just because you're just like there's not like nobody like honors these people enough. Or In a way, like it was almost me wanting to appreciate them. Yeah, I think that's great. I and I wanted a class that I would just laugh constantly in. Yeah, <laughs> it's really entertaining for me also. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big. It uh, was a little bit of a selfish move. <laughs> uh, and I would admit that, just being like, you know what, I want to get all the weird people in a room yeah. and just see if anyone dies <laughs> or oh if they all survive together. And they all survive together. Yeah. They, they actually great. still hang they out and they still shows. do shows. There's yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, and there's a lot of really amazing people in there that yeah. I, r- I really, really liked. Uh, but it's not like the, and I think when you think of the weird ones in class, I think everyone thinks of the lecherous. 50-year-old man that's doing to, like, Thank you for saying well 50. Well, there can be also... <laughs> <laughs> there can be you lecherous. were going to say a lower number, and then you remembered who was on stage. I heard that yeah. happen. You no, there can no. be lecherous 20-year-old men, too. That is true. Thank there you. Lechery <laughs> does not attach itself no, to but a specific yeah, age. No, Thank there you. is, like, uh, guys who are just 20 and just, like, so kind of, like, dumb and just, like, oh, I just want to touch women. There's girls that are like that, too. I yes, I've I yeah. definitely experienced that too, where I'm like, I don't know. Lechery is in every gender. That's that's a beautiful statement. But it's worse than old creepy dudes. I'm jerking no, Rocco uh, off right now. <laughs> 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 it is I, I have to agree with Will. It is much worse in when it's an older man. It's yeah. just Rocco, like you need some Cialis. What's going on? I do need Cialis. <laughs> um there was a point uh I remember that you were uh, you got into these things where you and uh, Gethard would like tussle or fight each other <laughs> physically tussle? fight. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like tussle sounds almost too romantic. These were actual like st- tests of strength against you and Gethard. And uh, I, I did you ever were you like were you very fight like oriented <laughs> when you were a child or were you ever f- did you uh, fight a well lot? I had two older brothers and I kind of had to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we never really like physically fought, but there would be times where I would have to fight my way out of things that they put me <laughs> inside, <laughs> like, like headlocks and such. And uh, never really headlocks, but like if they like trapped me in my room, just like jammed the lock so I couldn't open it, I'd have to figure my way, like you know, like mm. how to get out or just how to like run away from something. Right, right. Um, but I was never. I mean, I was always kind of like, and I think I always will have this like an exterior of it, like I come across a little bit as a bully. 
right. I'm not a bully. Like, I think I just, like, am not good at eye contact all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I never, I only got into a couple fights, but they were all, like, before. Yeah. Like, they were, like, elementary school. Like, there was this kid, uh, Kevin something, and on a, and I forget what made me do this, but he was just walking down the bus to get off, and I just stood up and just punched him right in the gut. Really? Just like right in the gut. Just like seriously? Yeah. But I mean, uh, this is like fourth or fifth. Do you grade feel maybe. like he might have liked him or something? No, 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 I didn't like him. No, no, I thought like because you know, there was that old he playground thing. I don't remember things like something. that ever happening. He probably did something like. Um, I think he may have actually like taken someone's book bag, like not mine, it was like someone else's, like when he was leaving one day, like took someone else's book bag and got off and that person was like, what? Like didn't realize that his b- their book bag was gone. Right. So I think I was retaliating for somebody else, but I just like got up and just went boom, well right in the gut. I wouldn't say that. I think like sometimes I feel like you have a definitely kind of a, more. I wouldn't say bully, I would say more of a brawler kind of attitude. Like you're just like a. Yeah, I guess I like just want people to know up front, don't fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, that's one of my favorite. But also, <laughs> I'm huggable. Yeah, she yeah. is. Well, well I'm at my you're floor. Well, no, not you not reached my floor. I just want to. Ding. My floor oh, yeah. has been reached, so I gotta <laughs> get off the elevator. It does jerking um, Rocco off. You're taking a long time. <laughs> uh, well, let's <laughs> move on to. I just want to ask you the one last question. What have you done to help someone recently, or is there any kind of imparting wisdom to the world that you would like to give that you feel like has helped you? Um, well, I always try to help. Um, you know, like if I, you know, even like in a grocery store, if I see like somebody struggling to reach something that I can get, yeah. not that I'm six feet tall, but uh, like you know, I'll get something for them. If like you know, I'm always like, if I see someone that could use a little bit of help that makes their life easier, I always you know don't mind doing that. Um, but I like to. Uh, you know, whenever I have students, you know, that I think have a lot of potential, I like to encourage them. Yeah, that's good. You know, like there was a few people that I reached out to, encouraged to uh, apply for the diversity scholarship, like that end that we did an NBC mm-hmm. diversity scholarship where, you know, there was a showcase and stuff, and I made sure that I gave a little shove to some people because sometimes you're like, ah, should I do it? I don't know. I don't know. But I think yeah. I've had times where people are like, yo, you should do this thing. And I'm like, that oh, someone thinks I should do it? Then yeah, I'm going to go for it. That's great. Because I, I do really remember the moment, like John Ross Bowie. You remember John Ross Bowie? Yes. Yeah. Very funny comedian who's in L.A. now. But like I remember him saying like something really positive to me after a rehearsal. He's like, you're, he's like, I feel like you have a lot of good stuff in you, Rocco. Like, don't like... Yeah, and uh, that yeah. meant so much to me. John said something to me too. I remember that he was. Oh, that then kind it's of not person. special no. anymore. Like, I'm just saying it to like everybody. He said what I told Rocco was bullshit, but <laughs> when I tell you means something. Uh, no, it's w- always helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good to hear that. Thank you. And I'll never give anyone false hope. That's nice. So if I never tell you anything good about yourself, <laughs> give up. Just yeah. kill yourself. Kill yourself now. Kill yourself and happiness. Well, we have to move on to our third guest. I can't believe this. This is our guest. Uh, this is quite amazing. Our guest tonight, uh, he is a legendary, he, he's the CEO of American Apparel. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Dove Charney. Yeah, great. Right, yeah, okay, it's fantastic. Thanks for, you know, business is great here on 3rd Avenue. It's good to be here in the neighborhood. That's 3rd Street and Avenue A. Right, right, yeah, yeah. American Apparel, New York 5 store. Oh, okay. No, this is the UCB East. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, but it's like, it's one, it always was an American apparel, and everything eventually will be. Wow. But well, mm. we don't need that many t shirts in the world, though. Seriously. I mean, 
But what do you mean you don't need t-shirts? Do you have seasons? You have seasons? I just, I don't like t-shirts because my breasts look really weird in them. <laughs> I just like... I would probably put you in a half-top camel toe <laughs> slap top. What? what it's, is uh, it's new this fall. Just knew that. Okay. First, yeah, I would. Dr- I, you would be one of my new model. Andy, I think you're my new model. Seriously? I think you have to be. The people in American Apparel are beautiful, though. You like getting your dick sucked? I, I, I do. That's beautiful. <laughs> okay, I did not even know that. I wanted to ask you a bunch of questions, if you don't mind. We going on? Yeah, man, I got answers. Yeah. Okay. Um, how many women have you slept with in total? Like, it's got to be a high number. I try to avoid sleeping with any of my employees. <laughs> I really try. <laughs> yeah. But among employees only, I'd say it's got to be about 370. How many of employees? A year. A year. That's a, almost an employee a day. It's a little bit more than an employee yeah, a day. Okay. But uh, those aren't calendar days. I mean, sometimes it's like 25 at once. <laughs> at once? Is that possible? That's when we release a new spring or fall line. Oh, okay. That, like, I mean, how many women have you slept with, just say, in this past week? In the past week, I, we, look, 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 maybe it was dozens. Maybe it was dozens <laughs> of dozens. I mean, does that, I, the charges are completely false. I am not. I, I wasn't asking about no brought up charges. Well, they're usually <laughs> rape. They're usually <laughs> rape. That's why I'm a little are defensive. Are you saying about you rape women? No, no, they're the allegations. The questions are usually regarding it. Do you oh. know who you're interviewing right now? No, I know. It's Dumb Charney. No, I, I just want to make sure you know that this guy is a disgusting pile of shit. Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. You <laughs> know what? You get me, you could come down here and talk to me. That's great. You know what? I'm making uh, American products. <laughs> yeah, Shannon. Please get with place. the American brand. We're environmentally blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what we're doing is a service. You didn't, yeah, but you still, you still are personally very <laughs> slimy. But what? Because, because maybe some people have some experiences at American Apparel that's just not experiences they want to have. With you, yes. Okay, but the experiences that the country has with me is right. one of positivity and warmth and good-looking clothes. Fuck around in. I, I think people like the clothes a lot. No, they do. They right, do. And, like the and I am the clothes. So if you're, wearing, if you're wearing what I'm selling, you're loving me. You are sucking my dick. If you have American Apparel Flim Flam socks... You are tickling my balls. <laughs> what? And you asked for it. All right. Well, hold on. Well, let's. Um. Jeez. I don't even know how to begin with these. But uh. So I guess you. Do you feel like what an accurate description of what you do is that you because you're rich you can. And I feel like this is something very popular in America. You know what? I work hard. I I don't doubt it. I'm not like a rich guy who dropped out of somewhere. You know, I worked my way up. I was born into a moderate amount of wealth, and I opened stores. Your with father it. was like a it was pretty. It was like a, an architect, or like he yeah, was a professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? I didn't go into architecture, so I didn't have a boost. <laughs> well, well, my my question is that I, a lot of I feel like a lot of rich people feel like they can just set their own mortal uh, their own morality. Like I bet he thinks he can set his own I mortality. I can set too. my own mortality <laughs> as well. I think, he can. I think he thinks he can. Yeah, well, I could, I could die at any time. You know how dangerous it is to provide. But I bet you're going to decide when you are going to die. Well, sure, but it's going to be, it's going to be at a time and a place when I know it'll be have the maximum benefit of American Apparel customers. Are you? Are I mean, well, speaking of, I will b- die when it will benefit the people the most. Well, having sex with so many people, aren't you ever worried about any kind of sexually tremendous? Transmitted disease. Worried about them? No, I welcome them. I embrace them. You embrace sexually transmitted disease that might be terminal. If you can't beat them, you join them. 
<laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Dove. <laughs> if you, you, you're going to die if you get a sexually transmitted disease. You know what? I would or, or die if I wasn't having crazy sex. I, I get, I it also means he maybe will become a sexually transmitted <laughs> disease. He will join the viruses and become one, and then yourself will be transmitted throughout people. Yeah, I guess. I That's not a bad business model. <laughs> I'd like to sit down and talk to you because we're having okay. some problems with the Nevada 6 store in New Orleans 8. I, I wanted to ask something about an interview you did with uh, the lady from Jane Magazine in which you start to masturbate in the middle of the interview. Th this is true, right? Uh, well, you know what? We were having a good time. <laughs> I believe she was just asking you that questions. That was off the record. That was off the record. I asked her, I would like for the, any this part to be off the record, and she printed it against my wishes. Well, I, can I could have filed a lawsuit. I could have I gone, <laughs> gone slander. I could have gone libel. But why couldn't you just wait? To masturbate at another time, because why? Like wh I want to masturbate. That's like, like saying why did I why did I get horny at a certain time. That is true, I guess. I mean, if I get horny, I gratify it. I, I but there but you don't you can't but part of being human and being a member of society you can't just gratify it's every. Sensation. I am not. You know what? American Apparel doesn't follow your rules, man. You know what? I'm a Canadian citizen. I have a Montreal that is true. Passport. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot that you were a Canadian citizen. So you know, I'm I'm an international citizen. I play by my own rules. <laughs> I, uh, but that doesn't make you immune to. I have a question. No. For oh, oh yeah. Well, do you? What do you have to ask? What is Dove? When's a moment in your life when you felt like a lot of self doubt? Like when were you like unsure yeah. of yourself? Oh God. Oh <laughs> man. You know what? I thought uh, when Katrina hit, I thought. <laughs> Katrina. When Katrina hit New Orleans, <laughs> we wiped out our business. <laughs> And I was like, are we going to cancel this? Uh, and so wait, I was like, what had I done wrong? What had I done to let this happen? So you thought Katrina happened because of you personally? Yeah. You wondered, you wondered if it was a reflection. I figured the universe was speaking and saying, we don't like your late summer line. <laughs> That's what God was saying? I don't think God delivers messages. I didn't say, God, I didn't say God. I said the universe. Oh, sorry. You know, right. and, 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 she, and I, you know, I listen to her. I do what she says. And I, I doubted myself. But you know what? We went ahead with the sale. Wow. And, uh, courageous. Yeah, we put mannequins out in the front, and people who were blowing by uh, were interested in uh, get, getting some preparedness gear. This is like, this is, this so is in the, the middle of Katrina, you, were, you had a sale going on? Yeah, yeah, we pushed a lot of tents. We pushed a lot of American <laughs> Apparel tents. I didn't even know American Apparel had tents. You know what? You can turn anything into anything in the right circumstances. <laughs> Fair enough. I get the, oh, well, do you mind if I ask you... Is that the more bell? The, the more bell? Is that the milk it ding? <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to ask you one question I have been asking all our guests. Is that uh, what have you done recently to help someone? Or is there any wisdom that you want to give to the world? Great, uh, great, uh, great. Yeah, you know what? Um, everybody out there is going to accuse you of rape. If you're up... <laughs> here's my <laughs> advice to someone in the clothing business. It happened to Bijan. It happened to Calvin Klein. It happened to me. If you're good, it's going to happen to you. They're going to say rape, 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 rape. You know what? Incorporate that into your advertising. If that's what they accuse you of, own it. Do more of it. My, com <laughs> my commercials, what? my posters basically look like acts of rape. And you know what? If, if, that, if you establish your life as that, then, it's, then you can't say, oh, that's unusual. That's just the way I am. That's who I am. That's my advice to anybody out wow. there. And I'm helping you by telling you that. Okay. Well, thank you, Dove Charney. Uh, we have to move on to our next segment in our show. Uh, this is the part of the podcast where I turn the 
the advice inward on me. Uh, I have a, an issue or a thing I would like to discuss with the panel about something that happened to me recently. And uh, I just wanted to see if you guys had any advice or any thoughts about this. Okay. Um, the first time we did uh, the, the podcast, the story took place at Grand Central. <laughs> so ironically, so does this story, too. Uh, a lot of great stories <laughs> in Grand Central. There is yeah. a lot of great <laughs> stories in Grand Central. A lot of moments of crisis. I, uh, but at Grand Central recently, and uh, y they have those like little fire drill things that you like, the handles that you pull down. They uh, and it, this one fire had alarms. Fire alarms. Those Thank aren't drills. Those are alarms. They're right. The drill is what happens after you pull the fire alarm. No, nope. the drill no, is the what drills. happens to prepare you for when you, you have, have to pull, pull the fire. Oh, okay. Alarm. Thank it's you. A real fire. Is that the advice you're looking for? No, no, no. Okay. okay. So the the alarm was on the wall, and this one in particular had a kind of a glass casing over it that you had to lift up and then pull down. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this little kid standing next to it, and he was like fiddling with it, like he was touching it, and eventually he lifted up the glass case. And the glass case actually made like a pre-alarm noise before you, and like as he was doing this, the mother finally like was like clued into what he was doing and like slapped the kid upside the head. And there's like this moment, like I feel like a lot of people encounter this, and like there's a moment where like, do you ever feel like you like should you say something to like the parent and like hey that's not cool? No, like, I think that's a moment you just witnessed a moment when a wonderful model for a clothing line is born. What? <laughs> when you're publicly <laughs> abused for for just doing something innocent like that, touching a colorful color. It was a clear cover. That's gonna fuck you up and put you on the Village Voice for a decade. But, but um. Well, how about we weigh in with some a little more rational, uh, Will or uh, Shannon? I, I think you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You feel like you just I think let you can't get involved in that. It's just like a crime you should just let happen. I Getting mean, between parents, the kids, it's like mother bear and the cub. <laughs> like you just can't. The nature is telling you to not get involved. Right. I think, unless it's I don't know. I don't even know when. If it, it was just one slap and then she was done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for that, it, it's uh, if I would seen like one slap, it'd be like. You have that chance if you do say something like you shouldn't slap your kid, that woman will then get the anger she then has towards you. She'll then take out on that kid later. Oh, yeah. But if she kept hitting that kid, then I'd be like, whoa. Like, just scream, because I'm sure there's also, like, authority yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But it's it's hard to just, yeah, I think it's hard to, uh, you don't know how. It's got to be pretty big to get involved, I yeah, think. Yeah, you don't know right. how yeah, uh, I feel like, yeah, dangerous you have to be that could become if you anger somebody even uh, more. Dove, I, I, I feel reluctant to hear I don't mind. You know what? I just, all I want to say is this. All I want to say is as a member of society, as a father myself. You are a father? I am a father. So Wh of course I am. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. How many children <laughs> do you think you've had, Doug? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? So, a lot of them, there's a lot more who want to be my kids Got than it. are. Yeah. And <laughs> I've had kids with my kids. Right. But. I would say, oh. you know what I would, I would say? In ch no, I haven't had children by fucking my kids. I've had kids with them in the same room. I've had been having kids when my kids were in the room. What? You've been impregnating women with children. It's one step less offensive than what you were in seeing. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he's, in, he's created children while his children are in the room. But that's weird. That's yeah. Sure, that's it's weird. But you know what? So is a Slim Slop Lamb Sack. What is that? It's going to be our biggest product this winter. What is it? It's a lamb sack <laughs> you put over your head, and there's a face hole in it. That's, That's uh, a slim What I wanted to say, what I wanted <laughs> to say, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any problem in Grand Central if somebody's slapping a kid if it's on a city subway. If you get on the Long Island Railroad or Metro North, I don't think you should be able to slap a kid. 
What, is, what difference does that make? <laughs> yeah, what difference does that make? It's just the difference in ticket price. So you think <laughs> if somebody has paid a higher price, then they they're, be, then they're paying for a more peaceful environment. So they don't, yeah, you deserve to not have kids being hit around you. Right, just like but if, if you're, you're like in a regular subway fare, then yeah. As a retail guy, you know, if you're yeah. paying a little bit of a premium, does you deserve an environment where, you know, kids aren't being slapped right there. Okay. I feel like, uh, I, I mean, I think most of the time people just don't, but I feel like there's a quote I heard recently that the road to hell is paved with indifference and just like, and no one's saying anything. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's time that you should just have something. What did you do? You didn't do anything? I had to catch a train was part <laughs> of it. <laughs> you just laid a little bit of tar down on that road, Andy. I know, I did. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I so it's not your fault. Like, yeah, no, but there's like, do. there's a part of me that, I don't know. It just like, when I, when these types of things, this happens more often than not, but when these things happen, I often just, I leave thinking, I'm like, geez, I feel like a shitty person for letting that happen. Maybe there should have been some kind of authority figure, some kind of entrepreneurial father figure in your life that could have come along and slapped you and told you to do the right thing. Yeah, we were one slap too few in that situation is the problem. Mm, yeah, maybe. Learn to slap yourself I so you can stop others from being slapped. Okay, fair enough. That I think we can all get <laughs> walk away with a... Very vibrant and important message in that. Are uh, there a lot of mother-daughter images in American Apparel ads? I'm trying to think. Uh, did you? I, I know there's a lot where there's like one girl, sometimes a guy and a girl. Generally, a girl who strayed from the herd. Uh huh. <laughs> strayed. You like to get yeah. wayward women. <laughs> sure, and I change their name and I put them in a warehouse and we just have cameras on. Them. Is there anything different? But not women. Come on, there's pl <laughs> just as many boys. Any uh. boy who has who has dick sucking lips. Is <laughs> welcome to be in an American. But don't you think ad. that's just kind of what pimps do? Is they give girls other names and they kind yeah, of yeah. But that's kept in the back pages. My stuff is a full page ad. <laughs> what? Therefore, the it's better. Yeah. It's more honest. Yeah, well, uh, you can find your daughter via American Apparel ads. Uh, that's right. You're giving, you're giving the parents a fair shot. It's like a milk carton, but it's a clothing store. And you can't buy the clothes that you rip off of a hooker's ass. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, you tear off of her. What about? Let me him. ask. Let me ask one more other thing about this kind of question about seeing some kind of level of abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe this is too much of a real topic, but. Uh, but what if, like, you see someone who like hits a dog, like their dog? Do you feel like? Do you ever feel like? Uh, and I know, I know, Shannon's a big animal nut. You know, I've yelled at somebody before. You really? Yeah. What well, was uh? There was a like a a dog tied up to a anyone that ties leaves their dog outside and goes into even if it's just inside a store like mm -hmm. ten feet away, you're a terrible person for doing that because you're exposing your dog to tens of, I don't know how many strangers coming by that could harm your dog. You know what? Whatever. I'm a member of the American Federation of Strangers, and we're not <laughs> that bad. Okay. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, <laughs> but there was a dog tied up to, like, a fire hydrant, and it was pouring rain, and um, there was, it didn't really have a tags on it, and so I was standing by it, and there's a store, and they're like, yeah, that dog's been out here for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And so I called uh, the ASPCA, and mm -hmm. then um, they're like, well, where is it at? And then I, uh, I told them, and then a couple came up and started to untie the dog from the fire hydrant. And I was like, is this your dog? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, you are a piece of shit asshole, and I'm going to find you, and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> You can ask Eli Newell. I threatened this woman's life. Wow. And then away. punched her in the gut. Just no, like <laughs> I just, it was just verbal. But I, yeah, it's like, you know, I think any of that, any of that stuff is. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. I probably would defend an animal more than I would a human child. The mm. human has a chance someday to stand up for itself better. Yeah, it's than hard the for dog. an animal too. Yeah. Yeah. I guess because humans can put you through so much more emotional torment than uh, a dog, which really only have to clean up their shit. I don't know what I'm you're saying. I'm not sure what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Milky thing. Well, great. Uh, Mr. Charney understands you, so <laughs> I'm congratulations. Now. Um, well, uh, we get to the point of the show now. We're at, uh, we're at the part where I'm going to read questions from advice columns, and our panel is going to fare on the questions that are being asked. Uh, you guys are uh, all ready and excited? Yes, ready. Okay, great. Woo! <laughs> all righty. Deer here to help. We just moved to a into a new neighborhood, and a cute little boy came to our door selling coupon books. My husband answered the door and was nice to the boy, but told him we weren't interested in buying the book. The child hung his head and walked away slowly. As the days go on by, we feel bad <laughs> about not buying the book from him. But we didn't need it or want it. I found out his family lived two doors down, and it's uncomfortable as we drive by their house. They never wave or acknowledge us, nor have they ever come down to introduce themselves to say hello. Should we apologize to our neighbors for making their son feel bad, or should, I, or should we just let it go? Ashamed in Houston. Let it go. <laughs> you can't Super let it go. You can't give a child everything they want. That is true. You can't give money to a child that you don't care about. <laughs> and I'm serious. Also, coupon books are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> At least sell a candy bar or something. Yeah, it's if it's like, like a candy bar. Books. I, I think this person just wants us to reassure them that coupon books are dumb. Yeah, coupon books are stupid. Except for some people I know who love coupons. Uh, so. <laughs> well, coupons are fine, but I don't know. You buy a book. A whole book of them. A whole book of them. Yeah, there's usually some sort of... Dove, do you have a thought about this? Well, I have a lot of teams of kids that I send around <laughs> selling American <laughs> Apparel coupons. Oh, you do? Yeah, this you know, at-risk youth. At risk youth? Uh, yeah, you know, I have a charity that deals with that. They're at I, risk I, of Dove uh, <laughs> raping them. <laughs> I don't touch anybody who's under 18 ish. 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 Okay. Ish, because it's probably like three uh, to five years. But <laughs> I look after my kids. I look after them. And you know what? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And you know what? If, you, if, you, if, you, if a kid comes around selling American Apparel <laughs> gift cards, please help him out. <laughs> well, or her out. Okay, what will happen if you don't? Then they're not, I mean, that's the only, I mean, they don't eat unless they sell. <laughs> that yeah. is terrible. That it's is charitable. It's, you know, it's made in America. It's environmentally, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Every time you go over the environmental issues of your products, you just kind of uh, trail. We, we get it, we get it, we get it. <laughs> green, 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 green. Oh, jeez. You're just saying a lot of buzzwords, Dove, just to be honest with you. Um... Let's uh, try another one. Let's see. Uh <laughs> okay, duh. You mean go to another one? Yeah, go to another one. Uh, dear here to help, my friend and roommate, Christina, is a great person with a big heart. However, one of her quirks is starting to bother me, and I'm not sure how to deal with it. Christina is, extremely is an extremely picky eater who is repulsed by any ethnic food. I am Asian, and if we pass by an Asian restaurant, or any other ethic, ethic, uh, ethnic restaurant for that matter, she makes comments like, how can people eat that? Or, that's disgusting. 
When I pointed out to her that her attitude can be insulting, she casually apologizes, but her behavior continues. I realize that Christina is set in her ways, and there's probably nothing I could do to change her attitude toward cultural cuisine, but I feel like a nag every time she suggests being insensitive. That oh, I, I feel like a nag every time I suggest that she's being insensitive. Do you have any suggestions to how I can respond to her disparaging comments? Raised on rice in California. Uh, raised on rice. What was that opening statement? Was that Christina is wonderful and has a big heart? <laughs> yeah. That she doesn't. <laughs> That's raised on rice just trying to be nice. <laughs> to then say that she hates her roommate. Yeah. Get, get just get rid friends. of your roommate. Yeah. Bad friend. Also, read that in a British accent, what she said, because you were like, ah, that's disgusting. <laughs> read that in a British accent. Oh, how can people eat that? That's, never mind. That's, no, that's disgusting. Idea. Forget <laughs> dead on Winston Churchill. <laughs> Forget that I asked. Dead on Winston that's Churchill. Uh, that's, an amazing that's a great That's a great person. sorry I asked. <laughs> do you want me to read the rest Fuck of the king speech. <laughs> I want to hear your speech. Yeah. What, what else do we do the Nazis? <laughs> yeah. Say something, say something a British person would say. Uh, I would like some apples and pears. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is. Now, British people love apples and pears. <laughs> apples That's and all pears. They yeah. Uh, I can only just do slightly stuffy. <laughs> yeah, you do like an upper class. <laughs> if you were gonna model for me, I'd say you were from the UK. Really? Yeah. That would be your false bio. I always come up with a false bio for all my models. <laughs> Why do you come up with a false bio? Because everybody's boring. That is true. I'll, I'll give you that much. I would though. have to say that you were from Brighton. You love apples and peaches. <laughs> Used to be a bass player in a fuzzcore band. Yeah. And you're attracted to numbers. You're sexually aroused by numbers. What do you think of that, Andy? I've never been sexually tra- attracted to numbers ever. Uh, uh-huh. I find numbers very frustrating. In a way that makes you erect? No, no. I guess, maybe. I get very antsy, so I guess you can mistake that for erect. We hate what we love. Uh, well, I, can I ask true. you a question? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Why do you have a ruler? Oh, I, I do it so I can read the the email. I haven't used it because the the type is big enough for me to read. Oh, like you go line by line, line, line by line because I have a hard t- I have a hard time reading and speaking. Okay, that's what ideal for a podcast. Uh, let me read one more. Uh, let me read another question. It's a weird ruler, man. Was that like a guitar? Like you? It's a musical ruler. Oh, but it doesn't <laughs> we'll play music. It does. We'll do. It. We'll play. It does. We'll do it after the podcast. We You're already discussed r- this already on the podcast. Oh, sorry, I don't listen That's to this okay. podcast. Uh, let me. To people listening, they have no idea if it's even real. Uh, what uh, about this Ferris wheel? <laughs> like they don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's so much yeah. here. Uh, dear, here to help. Uh, what do you girls do if you found your boyfriend's porn collection? Assuming it's all normal stuff and nothing freaky or anything. I just found my guy's a collection, and I'm wondering what I should do. Is there such thing as having too big of a collection? Because he's got about 30 burned DVDs and 10 magazines. <laughs> For some reason, I think that just seems like a lot to me. That's nothing. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't... I can't speak to having it be harmless and normal pornography. <laughs> what I can speak to is having a high, high volume of very <laughs> dirty pornography. That you mostly made probably yourself. And you know what? I leave it around for people to find. <laughs> that If he's leaving it around for you to find like that, that means he loves you. You're meant to share that experience with him. You need to be into each other's boners. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's fine. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think that's so crazy or bad. I, I think she should bring it up and talk about it, not and not not I treat it like it. No, don't demonize it. I find it strange that he's still watching DVD burn DVDs. I love that he's got the fact <laughs> just 
things have changed so that just having magazines feels literate and quaint. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what a what a well-read guy has got yeah. porn in a magazine form. Wow, what magazines a, what are going to be such like an a- antique yeah, like, like item a in the future. Yeah, fest. Yeah, when people people are going to collect them and they're going to be like, "Oh, this one hardly has any semen and on you're it." You're going to have to use porn catalogs. That's the only way you're going to be able to use You're providing a service. Yeah. Yeah. You're preserving a medium of American expression. Yes, we're looking for the future. We're thinking in terms of centuries. <laughs> She should watch them. Um, yeah, she should see what she they are. She should watch them. Make sure they're even porns. Like maybe he's just a DVD that says, you know, cocktail party or whatever <laughs> it is, and it's like really the born identity. Yeah, that he's movies he's ashamed he's of. He's probably just masking. Uh, yeah, it's the movies he's ashamed Blues of. Blues Brothers, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I better put cocktail balls on this DVD. Mm. Yeah, and if they are, just get over it. He's watching way more on the internet than she realizes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, well, we're done. That's my I like to take four. innocent Disney movies and play a porn soundtrack over them. What does it watch them? Why, why would you... Just spice it up to see the Jungle Book <laughs> really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, or reverse. Show, show a porn movie and play the Jungle Book soundtrack under it. Ooh, you can hear... That you can hear uh, what's his name? Babalu. Wait, Baloo. Baloo. Just the bare necessities. And there's like two butlers and a... <laughs> made going at it or something. I don't know. <laughs> what, I haven't watched what porn, porn since are you ni- watching where there's I only watched 1935 <laughs> porn. Let's do this. I'll sing Hakuna Matata and you guys make porn noises underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's try it. Hakuna Matata. It's a wonderful uh. phrase. That's right. It means no <laughs> worries. <laughs> 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 the rest of your days. Hakuna Matata. Okay, that was enough of that. I think I got those words right anyway. Uh, um, yeah. So this is the portion of the show where uh, we go to the audience to see if anyone has a question they want to ask our panel today of something that they need uh, advice on or have a, like a story that has no resolve that we can comment on. Does anyone in the audience tonight have one? All right. Yeah. All right. Come on up. Uh, thank you. Let's give a round of applause for our... Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, do you mind telling your name? Zayden. Um, recently, I almost got hit by a cab, and it, w- it wasn't that close. But I was crossing the street. He was turning, and then he just stopped. Like he wasn't even like I wasn't even there, and he just stops. And the thing, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I look at him, and he and, and he just does this. He just like says like with his hand, just move aside, without any apology whatsoever. And that just really pissed me off. And then I just stood there blocking him, like not letting him go. And I was like, yeah, yeah, do yeah, you want me to do that? And I called an asshole, and I just stayed there as long as I felt like I made my point, and then I moved away. And That's my story. And your name was? Aiden. Aiden. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Thank you. So um, is there any... Uh, what, what is what, is there any kind of question you had about <laughs> the story in particular, Dan? Uh, it feels like it's an unresolved. Unresolved, that's it. Like feelings, right? You have unresolved feelings right now. Yeah, like I mean, I I think I took it too far, and I don't know what point I was making. By <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was in a hurry to get here to the show. <laughs> we don't have time to stop for everybody. We run over in a cab. Well, you are you saying you almost ran him over? You drive on the a cab? I wasn't driving. I was just ba- I was instructing the driver <laughs> to get here as fast <laughs> as possible. And you almost hit one of our audience members. Look, I'm saying it's a possibility. I'm also saying I'll fight it in court. <laughs> wow. 
Well, yeah. Well, this hey, is. Dan, you're wondering if we feel the cab driver was in the wrong. If I, we I feel like one of the things is like, like how, like, granted, this this is kind of a life and death situation. But like, what is like your, what what do you or what are you willing to let slide? You know, like, what is that? Like, do you feel like this is a kind of like, granted, you could almost kill our one of a a beloved audience member here. But like, is it like? Can we like how how do you feel like you can forgive somebody and just kind of move on or how do you feel is there I don't know I'm trying to make it more of a philosophical ethical I think it depends on the mood I'm in yeah if I was in a good mood I'd be like ah fuck that guy you know or right. uh, I mean it's kind of rude for him to be you know I think the cab driver could have been like oh I'm sorry yeah um, I'll often like like if a car does that I'll just like smack it with my hand and try and scare <laughs> them. Yeah, I've done that. Like I've gone like running, and someone comes to a stop sign, and they think they only have to look one way because the traffic's only going one way. Right. So look to see if traffic's coming, and not if someone's running their way. And they've pulled out like in front of me, like not you know almost right. hitting me. And I'll uh, if the window's down, I'll scream in it, <laughs> 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 or I'll just like smack the side of the car so hard that they then are like, "What the fuck did I hit?" Yeah, that's um, hot. <laughs> oh God, he's got his dick out. His dick is really uh, um, just very out. It's covered in shoelaces. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know what? Shoelaces are the most organic, <laughs> green, environmentally blah blah blah. I don't, I I don't think that's true. Yourself. No, I don't no. think that's true. I, I don't know why you. I don't think shoelaces be more or less. But look how perfectly I'm jacking off. No, right it's now. it's impressive. You're jacking it's off. Weird. It's like your wrist is double jointed. Is there anything? Yeah, you're that an amazing jack offer. I'm just spinning my dick with these shoelaces. Uh, is there anything it's that like you It's like a pasta situation. Uh. Is there anything you can relate to the uh, Den's story by any chance? A Den's uh, story, uh, Will, just to. I feel, I feel the cab driver is definitely in the wrong, but I try to. Hey, it's Will. It's hard for me to look. Yeah. You got a little bit of pizza on your cheek. Oh. <laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I go no, on. I have no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Dove, uh, is there any la last thoughts about uh, other than that? Like, how do you feel if someone kind of possibly might have killed you, like, like just by accident? People come at me all. People come at me with knives. Who? I models. Mo angry <laughs> models. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know what? Photo shoots are rough. Art, art, art. If you ever get into art, art what I do is art, and it's. Okay. Isn't it business? What you do is business, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but wait, it's um, I wear two hats. Okay. <laughs> which One. is also part of my art, making so you hats wear, to wear. You would wear literal a hats. You wear a beret, and then you also wear a construction. A businessman's hat. <laughs> like a fedora. Yeah, like a fedora, but more like a slim slap. <laughs> what? Half sheen plastic fedora light. What? I, I, the names it's are. It's an inflatable fedora. Inflatable fedora. He just put a tiny dog sweater on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold and it's available this fall. <laughs> oh, all right. That's well, more ding. That's my floor. Uh, I um, I uh, well, uh, this comes to the point of the show where we have to wrap everything up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it's a chore. Uh, uh, so I was wondering if, uh, if possible. Uh, let's just do some quick plugs. Uh, Will Hines, is there any shows coming up? This is going to, uh, every show we do, it plops on Sunday, and we record on Sunday. So for next Sunday, do you have any shows that you want to promote? Uh, uh, Monday, 8 o'clock at The Beast. I host a stand-up show called Wheelhouse. Come by and check it out. What time is that? Mondays at 8 o'clock. 
And uh, Shannon O'Neill, you uh, have an improv team you're also a part of, too? I'm part of a team called the Stepfathers Yes. with Will Hines. True. Yes, very funny team. a bunch of other old people. Yes. That's Fridays at 9 o'clock at UCB proper Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this is UCB that. forbidden. This is, yeah. <laughs> and the one in Chelsea is UCB, UCB proper. proper, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I also do Ask Cat on Sundays at uh, UCB Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good plug. That's a good plug. Put, put that plug in your butt. Uh, Dove Charney, uh, is there anything you want to... I'm not doing inter- anything interesting, but what I am <laughs> doing is spar- sponsoring a local artist here in New York. Oh, really? Oh, okay. His name is James Adomian. <laughs> oh, okay, James Adomian. Yeah, all right. I love James Adomian. I'm, he's he's great. He, uh, Friend I of the him. show? Well, yeah. He's, well, that's awesome for him. Uh, right now, he's. I have him tied up. <laughs> what? I have him tied up in my shack. Okay. Up in Montreal. But he's wow. coming back with a load full of cum in his face. Whoa. <laughs> and later in October, he'll be in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> After that? At the Funny Farm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. At the so funny being tied farm. up in Dove Sharney's shack is the only the second most ridiculous place he's going to be. Having a cum full of Dove Sharney, a uh, face full of Dove Sharney's cum. <laughs> it's an Alpharetta. It's right next to our American Apparel Atlanta 6 store. <laughs> Fall will be in full swing. Um, We're going to have sh- shimmy b- shimmy ear, ear holes <laughs> on sale and free. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. For I want to thank our panel, uh, Will Hines, Shannon O'Neill, and Dove Charney. I want to thank you, Andy Rocco. Oh, thank you. Uh, join us next week. Our guests oh, will... Oh, inc- all right. Uh, our, our guests will include... Uh, Justin Shane's writer for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, Dan Gerwich and Streeter Seidel from College Humor, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to give a big special thanks to Pat Bear in the booth, uh, another special thanks to Lisa Herring, and uh, for the man that puts everything together, the man that oversees here to help our director, John Robert Wilson, and I would just like the panel to join me just saying, because he puts this up every week, I just want to have everyone just say thanks, JR. Ready thanks, JR. Thanks, Jr. Thanks, Jr. He's a uh, he's a saint, and I oh, Dove got erect during that. That was weird <laughs> to watch <laughs> when he was thanking. I returned to my normal erectness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was at a double erection. It went down to one default erection. You yeah. have a bunch of different levels of erection. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, thank you for joining us here today for here to help podcast. I'd like to thank it then. Uh, have a very Ding. good night, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we'll Ding. see you next time. More. 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 More podcasts. (laughs) Do you know all that advice you just got? This has been Here to Help, hosted by Andy Rocco. Today's guests were Will Hines, Shannon O'Neill, and James Adomian. The show is directed by John Robert Wilson. Today's episode was recorded on October 2nd, 2011. For more information, go to heretohelppodcast.com. This show is recorded weekly at UCB East in New York City.